Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Kasi growing up, lagi kong nakikita yung kuya ko na naglalaro ng basketball dun sa court namin. Tapos, sa TV din, laging basketball lalaki. So, wala akong nakikita na naglalaro ng basketball na babae. So, dun pumasok sa isip ko na, apan ah, lalaki lang yung basketball. Hi, I'm Siege Tantanko and you're listening to Go Hard Girls, where we tell the stories of women in sports and imagine what the world would be like if it were better for women. Last episode, we talked about how the NU Lady Bulldogs became a dynasty with 80 straight wins. But what if I told you that the team's most dominant athlete almost never played ball? Jack Daniel Animam is the 2017 MVP and the 2018 Finals MVP. She's on the national team and has played in the FIBA 3x3 World Cup. It's not easy for any athlete to reach that point. But as a woman, there were even more barriers that this powerhouse had to overcome. In this episode, we'll see what her story tells us about the state of youth development in the Philippines. Stay with us. Jack's 13 years old. She's been playing badminton since grade school, but right now she's been sidelined with a bad case of allergies. A call from the principal's office. Okay lang daw ba kung maglalaro ako para sa basketball team namin, sa girls team? Sabi ko sa kanya, ayaw ko po. Hindi po ako marunong mag-basketball, tsaka panglalaki po yung basketball. Yun yung sinabi ko. Panlalaki ang basketball. Natatakot ka ba na baka pag nag-basketball ka, aasarin ka ng mga tao? Oo, kasi parang iisipin agad nila ay tomboy yan. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but imagine being in high school. Remember how terrifying it was to be different? Papas, pinipilit niya ako kasi parang one week na lang ata mag-start na yung city meet sa amin. So kulang sila ng players. Tapos sabi ko talaga sa kanya, ayaw ko po, paglaruin nyo na ako ng kahit anong sports. Wag lang yung basketball kasi hindi po talaga ako nagbabasketball. So, what finally got Jack to change her mind? Kasi sabi niya, libre daw lahat. Kasama ako sa field trip. Siyempre, big deal yun pagka nasa high school ka, field trip. Eh, di sabi ko, sige na nga, sayang naman. Wala namang mawawala, ba Try ko na lang. Our MVP finally picked up a basketball for the first time as a high school freshman because she was promised a free field trip. But what was Jack so afraid of? What was so bad about basketball that she begged her principal to make her play any sport but that? Imagine this scene. Kids are out of school for the summer. The neighborhood is gathered in the local covered court 
for the Barangay Basketball League. There are different age groups. Mosquitoes, midgets, juniors, seniors. Boys under 10 years old are given the chance to play. The only girls allowed on the court are the muses. And the creepy titos are employing their full court press. Miss, pwede pa kamay? To take photos and brag on Facebook. In my own grade school, our PE class was split into girls and boys. The boys were taught basketball, the girls were taught volleyball, and there was no crossover. Kasi growing up, lagi kong nakikita yung kuya ko na naglalaro ng basketball dun sa court namin. Tapos sa TV din, laging basketball lalaki. So wala akong nakikita na naglalaro ng basketball na babae. So dun pumasok sa isip ko na, ah pala lalaki lang yung basketball. This wasn't something anyone told her. Jack came to this thought on her own, just by observing how the world around her worked. Nobody around her questioned it, so neither did she. Jack took her first shot as a teenager. Sobrang hirap yung tipong hindi ako marunong tumakbo, hindi ako marunong mag-shoot, mag-layup, tas yung mga ka-teammate ko marunong sila. So kahit ang laki-laki ko, I feel small kasi ano ba yan? Hindi ako marunong ganyan. Hindi siya ganun kadali, as in everyday, na parang feeling ko pag naglalaro ako ng basketball, iniisip ng tao, ay, ang bound-bound naman yan, ang laki-laki, hindi marunong. Still, Jack kept at it. And the more she played, the more reasons she found to love basketball. Siyempre, I met new people na experience ko na tumira sa ibang lugar, kumain na hindi luto ng mga... Nanay ko, ng mga kapatid ko, maligo sa maraming kangkasabay, ganun, matulog sa sahig. Kasi dati, nagko-quarterings kami, sa school kami natutulog. Eh. So, mga foam lang yun. In-enjoy ko lang yung moments na meron ako habang nag-start ako. As she grew, she was approached by Enyu with an offer to be part of their program. From then on, she trained with Coach Patakino and other Enyu greats who would play on the national team. Life would never be the same. Sobrang laki yung pinagbago. As in, kasi dati, binubuli ako kasi kulot ako, maitim, tinatawag ng negra, ita, ganon. Nung simula nung naro ako ng basketball, sobrang nagbago lahat. Parang sa tuwing umuwi na ako sa amin, daig ko pa yung artista. I wish I could tell you that this story was unique to Jack. But you'll hear more from her teammates after the break. This episode wouldn't be possible without the support of our patron, the law firm of Ingles Laurel Calderon, the leading specialists for Philippine sports law and our allies in gender equality in sports. Did you know that the firm's founding partner, Eric, still plays football at the ripe young age of 66? He's the only Filipino member of the Court of Arbitration for Sport and has served there since 2002. He has served in various CAS panels, most recently in the 2018 Jakarta Palembang Asian Games. And now, back to the episode. Earlier, we heard from Jack, one of the most dominant players in the UAAP, about how late she started playing ball. Turns out, her fellow champions in the annual Lady Bulldogs faced similar obstacles. Here's Jean Camelo. Three years old pa lang ako, bolan na talaga yung gusto ko. Napansin ng papa ko yun na, ay, wait lang, may ibang gusto. Binibila nila akong Barbie, gusto talaga bola. <laughs> Tapos kalaba ko, lalaki. Sasali ako sa liga, lalaki talaga. Kahit ako lang yung babae, sabi ko, lalaro ako, gusto ko yun. 
Here's Mika Cacho. Ako kasi yung papa ko mahilig din sa basketball. Tapos yung mga pinsan ko puro lalaki. Lahat kalaro ko lalaki. Caping girls started in high school too. Pero ayoko naman talaga dapat mag-basketball kasi sa isip ko larong panlalaki yun. Pero dun sa school namin, merong basketball tsaka wala siyang volleyball dun. So nakita lang din ako nung teacher namin na matangkad daw. Here's Monique Del Carmen. Kasi before naman, yun nga, hindi kilala ang women's basketball. So, wala talaga. As in, sa streets lang ako ng bahay namin nakakapaglaro. Walang kam Kasi nga, pang boys daw yun. Things have gotten better since they were kids. There are more camps for girls now. And recently, Junior NBA Philippines began sending equal numbers of girls and boys to the NBA experience trip in China. But we need to acknowledge that the gender gap was that wide and that there's still a long way to go. Pero ngayon, sobrang dami na din talaga. Women's basketball na camp. Nagulat na lang kami, oh, punta kayo dito. Noong panahon namin, wala pa eh. Sariling sikap ka na lang para makilala. I asked the girls who their favorite players were growing up, and I heard names like Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, and other players from the NBA. I know we're talking about the camps in this episode, but while we're on the topic of culture, there's something to be said about how media coverage, or the lack of it, affects our collective consciousness about a sport. Most of the NU players said they were already in high school when they saw a woman's game on TV. It's hard to be what we can't see. Here's Ria Nabalan. Siguro kung mas maaga kaming nakapanood ng mga WNBA, UAAP na women's basketball. Number one overall seed and now are just time away from a title. Bird running all the way in, lays it home! Siguro mas napaaga yung hilig namin doon. Mas lalong kaming ginanahan maglaro ng basketball. And parang nakikita mo sa kanila na nagagawa nila. Siyempre sa sarili mo na. Kaya mo rin gawin yun. Kaya siguro yung magiging thinking ko nun, ay magpapalakas ako kasi gusto ko makaabot dyan sa level na yan. When girls have full access to sports, they don't just develop skills on the court. They gain precious lessons outside the court as well. Nonprofit organization Girls Got Game is helping to do just that. Hi, I'm Teresa Carlos. I'm from the Athletes Management Department of Girls Got Game, and I'm a teacher. I'm Jandek Lim, and I'm the GGG Sports Coordinator. Girls Got Game was founded in 2015. They empower pre-adolescent girls from underprivileged communities through roving weekend sports camps. So for the camp, we teach four sports to the girls, basketball, volleyball, rugby, and football. And we also develop the skills to play the sports and life skills in terms of the values, discipline, and respect. So in GGG, we really believe that teaching sports is actually a good way of teaching values to our students. At a Girls Got Game camp, teams are named after female athletes who the girls can see as role models. Each camp also features MVP speakers, athletes and coaches who give motivational talks to the girls. We select individuals that have inspirational stories that come from varying backgrounds that have used sports as a platform to get to where they are right now. So I think some examples that we have would be actually even from our core group, like Mariana was one of our MVP speakers before. He's talking about Mariana Lopa, the Girls Got Game Managing Director who used to play basketball for Ateneo. She shared how basketball allowed her to study in 
college, you know, and supported her academically. And she used what she learned in college to have a career in law as well. So now she's working already as a full-time attorney. This is really your big vision, <laughs> the skills that they learn, the life skills that they learn on the field or on the court. We really hope that they're able to bring it outside. Girls Got Game asks a big question. How do we break the cycle of poverty? They traced the cause to missed opportunities and saw that the ages of 10 to 12 is a critical time. For a young girl in an underprivileged community, puberty comes with physical and psychological changes that place her at risk for teenage pregnancy. This often means quitting school, which then stops her from finding gainful work. But that age is also a crucial point for another reason. That's when you participate in sports and that's where you can fall in love with playing the game, the different games and different sports. And this is where we'd like to reinstill the values of the game that's applicable on the court, on the pitch, as well as off of it. Equip a girl with the tools to develop her self-esteem and stand up for herself, and she's more likely to stay in school and build a better future. ask them about their dreams and aspirations, what they want to do in life. And mostly, these jobs are still gendered. You can see the pattern that most of the jobs that they answer are still the ones that are projected in the media that are for women because of our gender stereotypes about women and men and what work they can be in. So most of them would say, we still have a lot of gender stereotypes, especially for the work that we have. And our children, they see it they observe it in their communities and we see it manifesting in their aspirations in life. It's very rare that you see the image of the boss in their responses. Yes, it's very rare that you see the roles that they write there as the one having leadership positions. We can't be what we can't see. Give girls a chance to play. Challenge the way girls see sports and that can be the start of challenging other gender stereotypes of expanding our collective imagination. Yeah, I, I think that's the beauty of teaching girls mm-hmm. sports like basketball, mm-hmm. which they might associate more mm-hmm. with men. Uh, what's the connection? No, no. You teach the girls a sport that they think is panlalaki. Mm-hmm. Will that influence, you know, maybe like, oh, baka yung other things na akala ko panlalaki, pwede Kaya ko palang pwede gawin. Other than the sports, I really think what's at the heart of GGG is gender development. And I like what Jandrick said a while ago that this is not male versus female. It's really a joint responsibility and a shared responsibility. As you can see in GGG, male volunteers are very welcome to join us. Jandrick can attest to this, that GGG, though it is really a camp designed for female athletes in terms of the mission is really a shared mission. So maybe for all of us who are listening to this podcast, if we want a society that is kinder, we want a better society, we really have to take a look at how we raise our children, our girls and our boys. I grew up, I guess, from a traditional time. And now as society progresses to becoming more aware, sensitive, and more accepting of differences between people, I also learned that they're not 
female athletes. It's only done because only for categorizing purposes, but they're just athletes, kumbaga. And that's something that I learned from being around these people. Maybe for guys in particular, maybe you just have to think of who are you fighting for. Maybe for me, it's also for my mom, for my sister. You want also them to be treated the same way as you're treated uh, wherever. So doing little things, th these little things matter. So let's have more camps for our girls and also for our boys. And I really hope that one day we don't need GGG anymore. Yeah. That's really, that's a big vision. That's a hope that eventually there's no more need to have this camp because we have achieved gender equality, gender awareness in, in the country. Nanghihinayang ka ba minsan na parang sana pala mas maaga ko itong nasimulan kasi gusto ko siya eh. Hindi, hindi ko naisip na nanghinayang. More like, naiisip ko na buti na lang tirinay ko. Kasi kung hindi, wala ako ngayon kung nasaan ako. Hindi ako makakapag-aral sa magandang paaralan. Hindi ako makakapunta sa iba't ibang bansa kung hindi ko trinay mag-basketball. Kung bata pa lang, lahat na ng babae madaling makahanap ng basketball camp o pag nanonood ng TV, nakakakita na ng basketball player na babae. Anong magagawa nun para sa level ng national team? Baka siguro pumapasok na tayo sa World Cup kung ganun. Kung as early as young age pa lang, nininurture na talaga natin, nagde-develop na talaga tayo ng mga players. Baka ilang beses na tayo nakasi Games Gold, baka hindi lang hanggang puro FIBA Asia na hindi ka nanalo. Kapag naiisip mo yung mga bata ngayon, anong gusto mong malaman nila? Sana uh, wag sila mabulag na katulad ko dati na panlalaki lang yung basketball. Kahit siguro kung makita nila yung mga lalaki na nagbabasketball and then naisip nila na try ko din, itry nila, gawin nila kung ano yung naisip nila or pumasok sa isip nila kasi sayang. Kasi doon mo makikita na may potential ka pala na maging magaling na basketball player. And ba who knows, makapag-aral ka din sa magandang paaralan, makilala ka through playing basketball. Basta wag silang magpapatalo sa discrimination and sa stereotypes ng mga tao sa paligid nila. Do what you love. episode we'll stay with the NU Lady Bulldogs and take a look at what happens to our best female ballers after college. Kasi sayang, sobrang daming magagaling na babae na naglalaro ng basketball pero ginigive up na lang nila yun kasi parang wala naman ng papupuntahan. Parang pagtapos mo ng college, endgame na, wala na. Doon hanggang doon na lang. Once again, this episode wouldn't be possible without the support of our patron, the law firm of Ingles Laurel Calderon. I met their associate Mickey Ingles when he invited me to speak in a sports law class about gender equality. Since then, I've seen how they use their platform and expertise to advocate for a better sports industry. Mickey was the captain of the Ateneo men's football team which won three straight UAAP championships from 2004 to 2006 and is the author of Laws for Sports at the Sporty, the first and only book on Philippine sports law. 
I was the host of the book launch. On behalf of Go Hard Girls, thank you for your generous support to produce this episode. And to everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe to Go Hard Girls on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Be inspired by more stories of incredible women in sports, stay up to date with new episodes, and get bonus content on our social media. Follow us at underscore GoHardGirls on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash GoHardGirlsPH. Go Hard Girls is a production of Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by Hallie Fernando, Eka Messiona, and Mikel Bolante. And it was edited by Nina Toralba of Puma Podcast.